You're listening to The Tech Box. Hello and welcome to episode 60 of The Tech Box. I'm James Honeyball and uh, joining me today is Dave Rich. Hi, David. Hi, James. How are you? I'm pretty good. Have you uh, had a good weekend? Uh, it's been reasonable. It's been reasonable. I won't say it's setting the world on fire, but it could have been a lot worse, I guess. Yeah. Relaxing uh, in your back garden, just sort of dozing off with a and t in hand, I'm sort of envisaging. Mm, parenting. So probably the opposite. Parenting duty. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think since we last chatted, you've uh, got a new piece of tech uh, to give us the lowdown on, and that is one of the new Apple Watches. Yeah, so I was, what was I, Series 4. So I didn't jump on the Series 5. So this is quite good for me because I'm trying to extend my product life cycles. So I'm trying to get, my, my new mantra is, okay, if, we're, if they're going to be expensive, they're going to give maximum value. So therefore, I'll buy it once, I'll buy it right, but that might last me th- for three or four years. Um... So I sort of have done that with the uh, Apple Watch. The ser- so I went from the Series Four, which I actually had two years. So for me, that was pretty good. Is there enough new in the in that in the Apple Watch Six to upgrade from the Series Four? Mm, probably not. However, it was red, so ah. you know, I don't, I don't know the color. Yeah, I think a two-year cycle on the watch is okay. There was there was nothing wrong with um, with the Series Four. The wife has the Series Five. So I'm slightly envious of the always on screen. Mm. Um, what else does it do? Uh, the battery's a bit better, I find. Yeah, and I, I like the, I like the sleep tracking as well. Would I have got the sleep tracking with uh, the Series Four with just with the watch update? I probably uh, would, wouldn't I? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know quite how good the sleep tracking is because I kind of I got into the habit now of just taking my watch Apple because I'm just wearing the Apple Watch. I'm not never going back to a normal watch, but. I just put the Apple Watch on charge overnight because that's what the traditional cadence was with it. So I, I kind of never feel like sleeping with it. Do you? Are you transitioning quite naturally to sleeping with it? Uh, I'm doing okay. So it, it, again, I never slept with it before. It would come off at night. It would go on the charge. It would come on in the morning. The thing about sleeping with it, it feels like I've always got it on now. It's very odd. So I sleep all night with it. I wake up, pop it on for 15 minutes and go on my way but I do a lot of working out during the day so I do hammer it so I find if I come back from the gym and have another shower say during the day I'll put again put it on the I'll put it on the charge so it's it's a different way of thinking about it it's always getting lots of little top ups versus Mm. um that overnight stint and I did change the band so I got the red sport band with it um and for the life of me um, I didn't like the way the the red sport band sort of clashed with the red. They are two different colours, right? So the the watch and the sport, the red sport band, they don't, in my mind, they don't match perfectly. So I got that um, the sport fabric one, the, the again, red. one. Yeah, again yeah. the red one from Apple, and and they match brilliantly. And I would have got that at the time of ordering it, but um, it just added to the delay of the um, purchasing it really. So it was easy to just go with the stock one. This has just reminded me, I think I bought one of your Apple Watches once, not directly, but via someone else. And that had a red strap, didn't it? Yeah, it's my signature red strap. So yeah. I've had a, yeah. So I'm not bad with straps. Once, I, once I've once i literally got a red strap, 
that that is it. Um, so I, I don't really mess around. And again, with the watch faces and things like that, I don't I don't mess I don't change them. I don't add complications. They're very simple. I've got yeah. the phone on there. I've got a button to hit for a new workout, and I've got the podcast app, and that is it. Um, with an analog face on, and I do like the always on actually. I, yeah. I do think that's that's nice because I did used to sort of when I was out running because I, I, I wear the Garmin. But I also wear the Apple Watch again for the music. But I like the comparison. Sometimes the Garmin just does totally random things and your calorie count and all that sort of stuff is a bit random. So yeah. it's nice to have two metrics at the same time. Yeah, to, so good to get a second opinion on these things as well, isn't it? It is, and I look a bit of a ninja as well, running with two watches on. Yeah. Um, both red straps, by the way. Um, so it's nice not to have to do the whole flick while you're running, if that makes sense. Again, yeah. little things. I, I could have lived with it for another year. I really could. Um, another motivation was um, I want to try that app, app um, that Fitness Plus when that comes out. Because, again, I like all that sort of stuff. And you get three months free on it as well. So, um, that you know. And by the time you've sold your old Apple Watch, you've got, you're halfway there to them. It's a negligible upgrade, to be mm. fair. The, the Apple Watches aren't a, a super amount of money. And I always, I always get it with EE as well. Um, so it's a no brainer. You know, they're always two years on, on them anyway. And by the time you've added the plan and stuff, as Richard says, you're getting it at cost. You're effectively zero percenting it, aren't you? Over the course of the two years. So, so you're getting it with cellular as well, yeah? Yeah, because out running, connect to the AirPods or Powerbeats Pro, we'll come on to that if you like, that I've uh, I purchased to that. They connect them up, I can listen to my music and listen to podcasts on the go. It's it's quite nice not to have to carry something with me. If I get a call through again, I can I can take that call. I go out for quite long runs, you know, an hour, hour, half, two hours, that sort of thing. So um, it's just convenient. Cables, I don't think I could go back to a cable world or yeah. carrying a phone on your arm, you know, like we all used to and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I mean, when I'm running, actually, I do. I do take out a phone when I'm running because I, uh, I don't just go direct from the watch. I suppose I could do. The, I haven't got three G on my watch. I've just got the Wi Fi. Um, but I do always take a, a a phone out. I'm currently taking out the um, Pixel Four A because it's nice and light, so it doesn't weigh my pocket down. Um, but you, but you could call off the phone, couldn't? You? If you could call off the watch, I mean, having the AirPods or the Powerbeats Pro or any anything like that with that that the Apple chip in it's just connected it's just really convenient it's like no different to not having your phone if I took an iPhone out I could I guess or if I hooked it up through some uh, Wi-Fi hotspot I suppose maybe through the uh, Android phone or you could just get a, a you know cellular Apple Watch <laughs> yeah yeah could do I could do um I, I agree with you in terms of when you're out running and stuff, Bluetooth headphones now, I've kind of fully transitioned over to those. I I did wear wired headphones for quite a long time when out running, um, but now I've got, uh, I can't remember what make they are, but I think there's some sort of waterproof over the, over the head headphones, got traditional old school style ones that uh, work really well actually and um, got really good battery life. They last a few weeks on a charge, running most days, every other day or so. Um, I don't go quite as long as you do, um, just less than an hour probably. Um, but yeah, it's a good uh, good setup, isn't it, to uh, have Bluetooth headphones when you're uh, out for a run? Yeah, I find it nice because when you go on these longer runs, I always so I take a pack, and you know, you've seen my pack anyway. It's got mm. it's got water bladder in it, and I'll take a, you know a few energy gels and things like that. So you weigh down enough yeah. to then have to stick a phone somewhere on you or in your bag and with it being android as well it's so yeah, i've got a spare android phone that i used to take um, like a um 
I think it was a it's a Huawei P Smart 2019 that I got off Gather a good a good deal. Um, so just do you know what I mean? It doesn't sort of link in with all the headphones and stuff like that. And I've got the Apple Watch anyway, so it just makes yeah. sense. You're basically fine for sort of a survival if uh, you slip down a crevice and have to sort of pitch a tent at the base of it for uh, 24 hours or so, aren't you? Yeah, what's that film where that guy got his arms stuck in that rock? 127 hours or something like that? It was a long time, wasn't it? Days or hours or something? Uh, Well, if that was hours, that would be several days, wouldn't it? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was... uh, 127 days, yeah. There's some going that. It was... Yeah. (laughs) Good film, that, but a bit grim how he uh, gets himself going again. Yeah, I don't think I'll be doing that. But, Did you, well, so, actually, that's a good question, actually. Have you got a pen knife in the pack just in case you have to uh, take drastic actions? I don't know, but I've got the Apple Watch and I've seen all these really cool adverts that advert Apple do that you can call. Oh, that's true. The, the Apple Watch will save you, won't it? Yeah, it will. Well, if I fall over, I've got fall detection on, so yeah. what can and I say? Tim Cook sort of comes down in his helicopter and uh, picks you up again. You, he'll say, look, you're so loyal to the brand, Dave. Yeah. You've got absolutely everything in your life. You know, I owe it to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, to, to come and save you. So definitely. Cool. So you're, you're happy with that uh, Apple Watch then? I am, yeah. And as I said, I've just recently added some, funnily enough, red uh, Powerbeats Pro to it. So they're basically the uh, over-the-ear version of the AirPods. Are these a couple of years old now? Yeah, they're they're not new, um, but I thought I'd treat myself um, because I'm doing a bit more in the gym as well at the same time. And uh, I've we spoke already. I wear the aftershocks, don't I? The, the bone conducting ones. Yeah. Um, I wear them for running, um, so I can keep my ears free, so I can hear the cars and stuff. But I don't know if I'm running during the day and things like that. It's not as much of a priority to hear the cars because obviously I can see them. So I thought I'll treat myself. These are waterproof. There. I mean, the aftershocks are waterproof to an extent, but these, again, just sync up to the watch quite nicely because, again, the aftershocks, they're just Bluetooth and it's a bit of a pain. Um, I think the only problem with those was, because I, I can't remember whether I had them or whether I just played with someone at work who, who had them, and it was the size of the the box that they go in. Because, you know, the, um, the AirPods yeah. go into that tiny little box and the AirPods Pro go into a tiny little box. And uh, these... Uh, Powerbeats Pro, they, the box is like a coffin. Yeah, it's pretty substantial, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I'm not running with the with the box, and the box can just stay in the car. Yeah, or whatever. Um, it it was a bit going. Literally, um, I was walking across the car park the other day, and um, I I was messing around with the, with the box just coming out of the gym, and I thought, do I get a case to put my case in? If that makes sense. And as I was doing that, I literally just they slipped out of my hand and you know when you try and catch them but you end up throwing yeah, them even yeah, further yeah yeah i did that and and the box went scraping along the uh, floor the headphones flew out and i was like oh no and i've got marks all over the case now and it's nice soft touch rubber on the headphones so i was able you able to sort of make it look okay yeah um, but they still work they're still functional they still do the same thing so whilst they don't need to be babied anymore. <laughs> yeah, um, you've, you've you've christened them. I certainly don't need a case for the case. Let's, let's put it that way. So uh, the fitting on the ears, because the AirPods kept falling out for me. They're, they're, they're no good. The Snap. Air, AirPods Pro were okay. I, I'm an in-ear grommet headphone wearer, so that's not a problem for me. Um, but they did eventually, the AirPods Pro eventually did wear loose and then they plopped out, which was very frustrating. So I sent those back in the end. Did they, how are these? Do you think? How do you think they would 
I would be with them, do you think? So I did the same as you, didn't I? I wear the AirPods, I'm wearing them now, never had a problem with them, perfectly fine, quite happy, even down the gym with the AirPods. My only issue with the AirPods down the gym is I keep getting sweat in them and I've been through a few sets, uh, so it's not ideal. I tried the AirPods Pro, like you, I sent them back, those little sort of rubber tips, they'd, they'd force themselves out mm. in my ear, mm. and and also I, I'd feel all bunged up as well, I didn't like the way it isolated everything. So whilst, the, you know, how loyal I am to the brand, thank you, Tim, um, and I wanted to have these AirPods Pro, and I just can't. It's it's quite frustrating, really. Mm. But these ones, they're fine because, again, you okay, yeah, they have got those little sort of plastic cups on them, but they don't force themselves out because the hooks sort of keep them in place. Mm. And I don't know whether that would irritate my ears because my, I think my ears are easily irritated with things stressing them so i i got those uh aftershocks headphones that you had for the same reason i wanted to hear cars and stuff i don't actually use them that much because they they rest on the top of my ears and they cause discomfort uh it's a bit like when you wear a when i wear one of those paper masks for too long um especially if they're a little bit too small it kind of pulls on my ears and, and starts to hurt after a little while so i don't know whether these powerbeats pro would would have the same effect on the top of my ears or not I think we need a fitment session, don't we? A fitment yeah. session via Zoom on Friday. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll show you how mine fit. You can show me how yours fit. Yeah. We'll see if, if you're not wearing them upside down or back to front or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh, absolutely. I think we should definitely compare that. I, I think I've got slightly funny ears, you know, anyway. Um, not many uh, buds, not many earphones will stay in like a uh, an AirPod. Um, I have to use the grommet ones. And even then I have to use like the small um, plugs. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of think they're a bit... Uh, I, I've knackered. got one ear that's different to the other because I've, I've had some um, sort of, what are they called? Earplugs. Fancy earplugs made okay. where they, yeah, they yeah. pour C- wax custom. into your ear. Yeah, they pour wax into your ear canal and also um, around the bit of your ear. And you can when you look at them, you can see that my left one looks relatively normal, whereas the right one, it's like even the canal's like... Like it's 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 odd to look at. Let's 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 be honest. So um, I definitely sympathise with you. Yeah, um, maybe I should get that. I'll be able to see for myself, as you say. Yeah, how they're really good. And freaky, my ears are. You can attach audio loops to them and all sorts of things as well. So they're they're worth uh, they're worth doing. Um, and they've lasted years. To be fair. Yeah, I've had um, that. I think I've had that recommendation before. So yeah, I probably need to uh, to check it out. So you were on the. Um, Apple Watch 4, you mm-hmm. were tempted to go to the Apple Watch 6. Are you tempted to go to the iPhone 12? Well, I did that uh, sacrilege thing, didn't I? I think last time we spoke, I had the SE 2020. Um, and what did I do with, when was it, August? So two months near, near to nearest, two months to the new iPhone, effectively, I did the thing that no one should ever do and uh, buy a new iPhone 11 Pro. So... Um, I'm not going to know. And I can say that with my new mantra in place that um, the iPhone 11 Pro for me um, ticks, it ticks everything. It's, it's like we don't buy a new car every year, do we? These are expensive devices now. Mm. What was it? I, I got the 256 gig one, so more storage than I could ever dream of filling. Um, I got Apple Care Plus on it, so I'm good till August 2022. You know, if I drop it, it, it gets replaced effectively. Mm. Um, 
and you can have like two drops a year. So I don't even use a case now, uh, which is which is nice. It's nice knowing that you know I'm covered. After 2022, would I maybe take a bit more care? Probably, probably. Um, I'm not, you know, it, I'm not throwing the thing around. I'm just using it, and it, it feels nice. Um, so I'm pretty much glued in on that, and I can't think of a reason that why I, I would. Realistically, um, it's nice knowing that I've got that Apple Care Plus that support, so that's me effectively covered with a phone always. Um, and what am I going to gain from an iPhone 12? Really, really. Um, yeah, there doesn't really see. I mean, I know that we can't probably say this every year, but there doesn't really seem to be very much coming out because uh, we're recording this before the announcement. There doesn't seem to be very much rumored that is going to be um, particularly persuasive for people because I think 5G. I think everyone acknowledges that 5G is not necessary this year. Uh, and I, when I say this year, I probably mean 2021 as well. You know, no one's going to regret not having 5G. Um, so the question then goes to the, the biggest thing, which is uh, the screen and the cameras. The screens, it looks like we're going to have much smaller bezels. We're going to have that, you know, the flat sides, uh, flat screens with uh, flat case sides, uh, which will be nice and to have less bezels will be good. I, I'm assuming that essentially what they're going to do is the size of the phones will stay pretty much the same. So the 5.8 um, iPhone Pro, which I've got, will stay the same size, but the screen being 6.1 will just sort of fill out a little bit more to the sides and you'll get slightly less bezel, which is good, which is very nice. Um, but the lack of, well, the heavily rumoured lack of promotion uh, on that screen is a real blow, a real disappointment. Um, I still have my fingers crossed for that, but it it's looking a bit bleak on that rumour. Um, so the question then is on the camera as well. The addition of LiDAR will hopefully help in focus speed and portrait uh, uh, fidelity uh, with the portrait mode, getting the sort of uh, uh, the bokeh effect nicely uh, accurate. Um but there's not a huge amount there. The only surprising thing for me is really these um, the latest rumours are saying that we're going to have a four times or in the in the Max's case, a five times uh, telephoto camera on it. Um, and that's curious because that would suggest to me that they're going periscope, which is going to be very difficult for them to continue to sort of line up the uh, exposure and colour as it goes through all of the different lenses from 0.5 through to one now through to four or five, that's going to be a real challenge for them. And um, also the lack of having a, a two times uh, zoom for those uh, sort of tight in portrait shots. I think that's going to be a bit of a loss really. So yeah, I'm a little bit unconvinced, although I do, you know, after having that P30 pro, I do love, a periscope zoom they're, they're always fun to play with um so i think you know dare i say we're getting close to the point where the ideal camera setup is to have 0.5 you know an ultra wide a normal a two times and a periscope for like a, a four or five times i mean that would be absolutely fantastic but it doesn't sound like they're going to go down that road are we not we're i sort of think we're at the point of diminishing returns aren't we really a little we, bit yeah I think we plat. Everyone always says we plateau, by the way, right? And things always do get better. Um, it's just, do you want to pay over a thousand pounds for, you know, something that's 
slightly better. I mean, I, I've had it's been a very long generation. This iPhone 11 generation, hasn't it? I have. I've had the. I've had the 11. I've had the 11 Pro Max. I've had a SE 2020, and I've had the 11 Pro. And I went to from the Pro Max. I went to that SE 2020. Uh, actually, did I? Yeah, no, I had an 11 at some point, but the 11's too big, in my opinion. 6.1 is too large. The SE 2020 was absolutely perfect. Uh, brilliant size, really convenient. Um, to be fair, why did I get rid of it? Just because I did, to be on, to be honest. Um, could I have lived with it? Yeah. Um, the Pro Max was too big and the 11 Pro is perfect it's a mm. perfect size mm. it's it's without a case on it's, it's lovely it fits in the pocket it's great i don't think we're gonna we're not gonna see an 11 pro size are we because the rumored 12 mini is what gonna be 5.4 yeah then the 12 is gonna the 12 and the 12 pro i think are gonna be 6.1 i think they're enlarging it enlarging it uh, i think the idea is that the five point the the 12 mini it's a 5.4, but you've got the equivalent screen size ratio of the 11 Pro or something like that. I don't know how they're working it, but I don't think we're going to see a size of the 11 Pro. I think that's it for that size, that 5.8. Well, I, that's it. I reckon the 12 Pro is going to be the same size with just a bigger screen. I don't think it is. It's going to be the same size with a bigger screen. Yeah, and just thinner just thinner bezels. I mean, I'm, it's, it's not going to be much bigger, is it? Let's be honest. I mean, I'm looking at it now. And you're going to gain what a hair's width on either side and the top? Uh, Surely, there's there's three mil to play with there, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but realistically, what are you going to put on that three mil? A couple of extra line, yeah, but a couple of rows of pixels. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, uh, an, an extra nothing, Wi-Fi bar. Yeah, nothing really practical. <laughs> yeah, you might get an extra Wi-Fi bar in there. It'd be great. Yeah, but that's what I mean. So again, you're at the point of sort of diminishing returns. No, aren't you? sorry, because... I, I agree with that point. Um, it's it's a very I mean I, we all want our, our, you know the square sided iPad Pro uh, aesthetic on these new iPhones. There's no doubt they're going to be great from that point of view. But is that just for is that just for handle handability or pocketability or what? what why is everyone crying bit, out for it? I think it's just being a bit sick of the um, soap uh, smooth round edge uh, effect that we've had since the iPhone six. You know, the, the actual feel in the hand hasn't changed since the iPhone 6, has it? No, it hasn't. But it, it, it's not that bad out of the case. It isn't that bad. Once you get over the fact that, yeah, you might drop it and break it, it's not that slippery. I know everyone always says it is slippery. What colour did you go for out of interest? Not that that affects slipperiness too much. I went for the space grey, the, the black one. Mm. So it, it isn't that slippery at all. It really, really isn't. Because I'm holding it. I'm not... I'm not balancing it on my fingers. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I do I do have a nice product red case. So when I'm down the gym and I want to balance it on a machine, so, you know, let's say I'm on a cross trainer or something and I want to watch a film on it, if I just put it on there, the camera bump will cause it to rock and, you know, that's when you are a bit sort of, you know, dicing with death. But So put a, put a nice rubber case on it and it'll grip and just stand in front of me. So I do use a case down the gym and stuff. But other than that, no, because if I break it, I've got Apple Care Plus, haven't I? Just mm. it's like thirty pound, twenty nine pound. Yeah, to replace yeah, yeah. the screen, or the, it's I don't know. It's a, it's a nice feeling I find, and it's like giving up a a Kia with a seven year warranty to maybe go for the latest car with one year. I mean, yeah, you got to think: is it worth it? 
Yeah, I think I think for you. Well, actually, I say for, for you, but we've both got ex- identical phones, so I guess the same would apply to me as well. The one thing that I would say is that I am noticing my iPhone is not getting me to the end of the day uh, mm-hmm. these days. Um, now that could be one or two things. It could just be the battery has deteriorated over the last year because I do use it every day as my main phone, and I've, I've been hammering it using pretty much the full range of the battery every day it's not like i go to bed with 30 percent left i'm normally going to bed with sort of like five six seven ten percent left um, but now it's kind of running out in uh, the mid-evening um, so i either need to do a full reset and hope that it was uh, just the sheer number or one particular app that was causing causing me problems or maybe get a, a new battery and um, i think that if I do that, that might see me through for another year. So I've got a little bit of previous with this. I didn't bother with the XS or 10S uh, generation. Um, I tried, but when I couldn't find one that I I, I liked, I, I stopped looking and um, was perfectly happy with the 10 for another year. The, the, because the improvements on the 10S were very slight. So I think that that could well happen uh, this year. It sounds like it might happen for both of us. So, yeah, it's a bit of a watch this space. Apple could pull something out of the bag for me because obviously it's a, mine's a year old versus yours being, um, you know, a month or so old. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, nothing in the rumours uh, is particularly um, persuading me at the moment. So, yeah. I So for me, the what would make me jump is anything to do with any Apple sort of glasses or VR compatibility that would make me that would make me move. Um, I like the idea of the whole AR and stuff. And I know people say they will release glasses, but blah blah blah. But that that for me, if if they did, I'd maybe have to reassess my my options there because I'd, I'd like to have a play. The, the, this light, the lidar scanner on the back has got to be a big part of the presentation uh, when they announce it. They've got to explain it somehow. They've got to demonstrate it, haven't they? Well, what did they what did they say on the iPhone on the iPad? The iPad. I can't remember. I don't think they made. I don't think they went crazy on the iPad. No. But I, I assume that they put it on the iPad so that the developers would get used to it and could start making some apps ready for the iPhone. And when the iPhone comes out, they can sort of go big on it. But yeah, they didn't go crazy on it, did they? No, I, I mean they might just be putting the pieces in place. And I, I certainly there's no other rumors to suggest that we're going to go with anything at the moment but again anything to do with that would probably make me jump but if they didn't announce anything then I'd, I'd probably wait anyway um on your on your battery front certainly just get this this is it's not a bugbear but it's like I, I i bought another watch band for 49 pound with apple that's ex, that's pretty expensive for something you can get on, on amazon for 10 quid yeah definitely yeah they do a they do a fancier loop for 99 pound which i almost thought do you know what Possibly might get that one to have a battery change. I think it's what sixty nine pounds, sixty five pounds, something like that. That's a good, you know, value proposition for me. Yeah, to be fair. yeah, yeah. And considering if they break your phone as well, they usually just swap it out. Well, that's what happened with my ex, wasn't it? They um, yeah, yeah. broke the screen on it, and they ended up giving me a new screen. And luckily, it was a pretty good screen. Actually, I mean, I sold it pretty much straight away after that. But um, yeah, they broke the screen doing the screen repair. And um, put a new one on, which I would normally be happy about. But this one happened to have a bit of a unicorn, in my opinion, perfect screen in terms of uh, the color balance on it was brilliant. You know, the white was perfect. Uh, there was no um, defects in the screen at all. It was absolutely perfect. But yeah, you're right. The battery replacements are, are 
reasonably priced at Apple. It's like having a new lease on life, really, isn't it, to be fair? I think we had it done to an iPhone 7 for the wife, and uh, it was night and day, because hers was abysmal by the end of it. But I think it was Steve who was saying that, you know, what's stopping a phone from lasting something? Someone was saying, what's stopping a phone from lasting five years? And they were saying, well, it's got to be... You know, things like the the chemical aging of the battery. It, it might not be Steve. I'm probably just labelling him with with that. But some, I heard it somewhere and I just thought to myself, well, how long? Apple's product cycle is some things like, they class it as vintage after five years and then they uh, obsolete after seven. So you've got effectively, I think, between five to seven years of when they stop selling it. So, it, you know, even if they like the 5C and things like that, they kept selling them for well after they were yeah. the, the newest. So you've got between five to seven years um, of worth of spare parts after they stopped selling it. So you could you could effectively keep an iPhone going. What, they get four or five years worth of updates? You could yeah. have a good few batteries in that that time. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you, yeah, definitely. If you, if you want it to be thrifty. No, you could still be running a 6S now without too much... Uh pain yeah and that one that's the one with the latest uh software support yeah and, and the kids have got old iphones that they they don't have sims in them they just use it for youtube and bbc games and things like that and i've changed a couple of batteries myself and it's no big deal i mean yeah. you know it's cost me what 20 30 pounds off ebay yeah and it's only because they've been so old and they're not waterproofed or anything like that that i'm not really bothered yeah um and you know if i broke the screen it's only 20 quid for the screen but um yeah, I don't know. Did you, a uh, quick tip for you, did you know that, you know the whole battery calibration where it tells you how much you've oh, got yeah, left? Oh, yeah, yeah. That only recalibrates after a software update. So it's not oh, constantly, it? yeah, it's not constantly recalibrating. It, it, I, I read on somewhere and I've, I've seen it. Um, it, it calculates it once you do a software update. Interesting. You will always see it drop. Like mine, oh, really? I got it, okay. I got it in August. And I've gone to iOS 14 and I went from 100 to 99. So it it, okay. it, recalib- it recalibrates that metric. So you don't see it just... People say, well, mine's been at 100% for a good thingy. How how often have they updated it is yeah, the question. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good tip. I got. I think I've got an update waiting of 14.01. So um, I'll do that and then I'll see what it says. I think um, I checked through Coconut Battery as well. And it uh, currently my battery health is 94 which is, you know, it's on its on its way. And what does the iOS app say it is? Oh, no, iOS is saying 94. I can't remember what Coconut Battery said it was. It was either, I can't remember whether it was higher or lower, to be honest. But, yeah, so um, Co- Coconut Battery will re- real-time read it. But I, again, I, the iOS, that metric isn't real-time. It's right. from when it's, uh, when it's updated. It takes the okay. latest one. Well, I uh, will note to see whether it changes after I do this uh, 1401 uh, update. So that'll be interesting. So... As we're, uh, you know, obviously we're all living in strange times uh, at the moment with the virus that is going about. Um, But I did, just before Turkey got put onto the uh, quarantine list, I did have a holiday. You were very close with that Turkish list thing. There was, wasn't I? And it was Mm. very interesting to see how close to normality um, a holiday would be. Because it was traditional package holiday uh, at a resort, uh, so kind of very sort of traditional um, summer holiday that anyone would go on. I went to try and get the final bit of uh, summer sun, top up on my vitamin D, all that good stuff, and uh, relax at the end of a, a pretty hectic summer, to be honest. Um, 
so I did it was interesting to see some of the tech that was used uh, throughout that uh, trip so mostly obviously the very low-tech masks that were in use you know um, it was uh, I, I don't know if you've been on a flight uh, since we've had the virus but that was a very surreal experience I haven't no was everyone sat there on tender hooks or was everyone just acting normally or did everyone get their G&Ts okay? What a bit of he? a mix. I think you're picking up on the key point was the lack of G&Ts. Oh, um, right, okay. So there was not much cabin service, which makes sense. Um, but they came through once to hand out a packed lunch um, with some, uh, you know, orange juice and a cheese roll, basically. Very basic. Um, but they weren't going up and down the aisle they weren't selling drinks. They weren't selling duty free. It was all very business like. Now that could just be the nature of the uh, airline that I was flying, um, but yeah, it would. That was a little bit of a shock. But everyone sat down. They wore their masks for the entire duration of the flight, um, and there was lots of sort of. You got like a little goodie bag of spare masks and alcohol gel. <laughs> um, so that was the basically the only treat that you got. Here's on, your on party the plane. bag. Off you go. Yeah. And then um, the transfer to the resort was in a, a little mini bus, but again, everyone was wearing their mask. It was all fine. Um, and in and around the resort, it was a bit of a mixture of some people wearing their mask 24-7, uh, some people wearing the mask just when they went up to for food and for drinks ordering, um, where you had to wear a mask. Um, there was a little bit of tech in the breakfast where uh, they measured your temperature when you went for breakfast probably what you would expect um and they it, there was it was a it's a normal buffet for the for the for the meals but you weren't selecting it the the uh cooks or the, the servers were would serve it up onto the plate and give you what food you wanted um but you weren't able to do any self-service at all which again i kind of, kind of guess makes sense apart from those things it was mostly business as usual you know um, most of the activities were exactly as they were before. The entertainments were kind of the same. We saw um, those, yeah, they were yeah, good. I, um, when we were having a video call, I did show demonstrate some entertainments. And uh, I have to say that, toward, that either they had a 12 o'clock curfew, um, but getting towards that sort of 10 p.m. to 12 p.m., uh, the adherence of masks and everyone being careful at the disco was uh, a little bit questionable um mm. but apart from that it was all pretty safe you'd felt safe pretty much using the facilities and all the rest of it um the one thing that was interesting on the before i got out there was right okay most important thing when you go on holiday obviously is uh your mobile data as i'm sure you'll agree um so i had to make sure that i had good coverage on the mobile data so i utilized the, the obviously the obvious answer is well you just get a local sim as soon as you touch down in the airport you queue up get a local sim and and off you go now turkey has got fairly stringent rules about signing up for a sim card uh, there's a lot of you know taking your passport scanning it you have to get a um you have to get a sim that will only last for a certain period of time um before you have to register it with the government and all that kind of stuff. That's unnecessary, isn't it? That's it, weird. Yeah. So I was a little bit reluctant to get a local SIM. Normally I'm perfectly fine getting a local SIM. Um, 
So I wanted to make sure that I had all my options before I left. So what I did was, because I just got the 4A, it's, I think, the first phone, apart from the iPhone that I've got, which has got an eSIM. And what I thought I'd try and do is uh, buy one of these uh, eSIMs that lets you roam in Turkey. So I got it through Ubiji. I don't know if you've heard of them. I think they specialise in travelling eSIMs for data only. Um, the price is not hugely competitive. It's not crazy because they're, they're, I think they're on sale at the moment because of uh, COVID. So uh, for 10 gig, it was 30 quid. And that covered all of Europe, including uh, extended Europe in inverted commas, you know, uh, Turkey, Switzerland, etc. And you preload that, do you, before you go? Yes. So uh, I, I um, sat down the night before I was to fly out, uh, got the uh, 4A up, went to their website, um, got a blank eSIM that loaded on pretty easily. I then sort of topped it up with um, this 10 gig of data. Uh, it was all pretty straightforward and pretty cool being able to do it uh, electronically. There was one little uh, bump in the road because I wasn't really reading the instructions totally carefully. It wasn't working and I couldn't work out why it wasn't working. I got the SIM. It was getting a signal, but the data wasn't working. And uh, in the small print in the instructions, you have to actually go in and add an uh, an access point in your mobile data you know like you used to have to 20 yeah, years ago we don't do we've got so out of the habit of that just coming, yeah that, it's really clever how it now just comes down with the profile of the sim card isn't it yeah exactly so uh, you know it took me about half an hour well maybe not half an hour it took me several minutes to work out that that was the problem um and to and then sort of luckily had data obviously to on another phone to see what the settings were put the settings in started working worked out their retreat um, I actually that, that was actually a backup because I already have my Vodafone uh, SIM, which covers me for uh, using data out there for free anyway. So this was just as a bit of a insurance policy uh, and to make sure I had it on two phones. Did Vodafone throttle you at all? Because th- no, 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 no. On, on both the Vodafone uh, SIM and on the Ubiji eSIM, at various points I was doing uh speed tests you know within eyesight of transmitters and things and i was getting obviously it goes without saying doesn't it that's what you do when you're on holiday exactly once you've once you've got your <laughs> mobile data sorted for your holiday the actual duration of the holiday is just spent doing speed tests exactly <laughs> um which was very enjoyable and i was getting great speeds over there as well you know 70 80 totally fine 4g speeds you know and uh, you know apparently unthrottled and uh, all working perfectly lovely. So yeah, that was um, a really good experiment. Now the the sort of one interesting thing was when I actually got out to the resort, the Wi-Fi was 100% uh, pervasive across everywhere. And I wasn't really in the mood to do masses of exploring off the resort. So mm. it was of questionable benefit as to whether I uh, needed to, uh, you know, jack up all of this mobile data just before arriving there. I would have been absolutely fine if my phone had its mobile data turned off and I just used the Wi-Fi, I have to say. But, but had uh, you had had you not had that, the chances are you would have needed it. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I, I wouldn't want it, wouldn't wanted to have taken that risk. Most resorts Wi-Fi, is, even these days, is, is pretty rubbish. It's, it's the portals that ruin things, isn't it? Because they, it's... 
trying to get the portals to open sometimes to log in is yeah, more hassle than most. Pain, can't it? Yeah, yeah, you spend yeah. ten minutes trying to put your password in and all the rest of it. It's a real pain. But good holiday then. Yeah, it was really. It was a. It was a, as good a holiday as you could expect. I think is probably the way to describe it. And I'm really looking forward to going on summer holidays to sunny places where you don't have to think about things. You know, I really want to get back into small, sweaty uh, pubs and nightclubs and, you know, not have to worry at all that I'm being slightly unsanitary in, you know, know, touching something before I eat it or touching something before I drink and, um, you know, hugging and kissing people, all that kind of stuff. I can't wait for that to come back, to be honest. So, just on that, again, I hear a lot of people saying this, you know, you know, face ID and masks and things mm, like that. Yeah. I hear a lot of people saying, well, it's no hardship to put in a PIN code. So, you know, or dip, so it's, it's annoying because my password on my phone is 26 characters long. Nice. So, yeah. Well, you know, if you've got to go, you got to do it and you've got to do it yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. There's no, what's the point in having a four or, you know, five digit passcode when you can have, you know, 26 alphanumeric and symbols and all that sort of stuff, which is what I do. Um, so it's not really, so coming up to use Apple Pay or anything like that. It's, it is incredibly annoying. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not it's not the hardship. It's not the worst thing I've ever had to do in my life. But yeah. um, it does make it less convenient. That's, that's I have noticed it is less convenient. So yeah. it, you do dip the mask, but I feel really bad just dipping the mask. Oh, no, just yeah, dip, that, I would, yeah. You know, I feel like people think, do you know what is, you know, can you not not use your phone for like two seconds yeah. and yeah, keep your exactly, mask on? yeah. It's like, so, and again, that's another plus of the Apple Watch, isn't it? You know, I, yeah, everything's Apple Pay for me, so I never take a wallet out. So Okay, yeah, no, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I have yeah. to say that I do, I've got the six-digit numeric, which I know isn't oh, quite your you're level. But you're one of them. I am. Well, it's better than four-digit, I guess. That's almost guessable. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, I did. The other thing is I've, I never... I think I sort of said this before. I have never used NFC on an Android, including Google Pay. But no, I haven't either. With the Pixel 4a, I did put my American Express card on it because my Barclays cards won't go on Android uh, for some amusing reason. Uh, I think they want to push you down the uh, Barclays app route. Yeah, they've got that silly app, haven't they? Yeah. So my American Express card went on there fine. And I use, um, well, I have used a couple of times. Uh, Google Pay on uh, the Pixel. So yeah, that's a bit of a first time for everything. And that obviously works with your um, with your finger uh, print. But the yep. interesting thing with that is, you know, at the beginning of the outbreak, I was wearing my rubber gloves everywhere. Um, so that didn't work. No, exactly. But now I'm kind of going without the rubber gloves. And I don't know whether that's a sensible thing or not. I don't see many people. I see everyone wearing a mask. I don't see many people anymore wearing gloves whereas when it first kicked off i wasn't alone wearing sort of latex gloves to the um to the supermarket so all, all i can think of is you're not sucking your fingers all the time or touching your face yeah but if you were to petrol pumps i do use gloves at petrol pumps i've always oh, used that's gloves interesting at pet- i've always used gloves at petrol pumps anyway because i don't like the smell of petrol on my hands because i think if i get petrol on my hands and i'm touching my stuff i just don't like so i, I always use their gloves and uh, I tell you what, though, you would think with the whole COVID and things like that, these petrol stations, they would be on on the board with refilling their gloves and stuff. Yeah. And they're not. They're not. 
Right. Not, so, yeah. I do have a packet of latex gloves in my car, though, so I'd probably whip that out if I was so inclined. But well, that, yeah. it's meant to be a major point of transmission, isn't it? The uh, <sighs> the petrol yeah. box. If you think about it, every single person's touched it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because <clears throat> you don't touch. I, I don't go around with like. It's not like I'm a child and I, I rub my hand against every single railing or anything. You yeah, know, like they yeah. Do when they go about. But um, you do petrol pumps, if you think about it, every time yeah, you touch it. Yeah, I think that I might think twice about that now. But of course, I'm in the mood, or in the mood, I'm in the routine of when I get back into my car after being to any shop or anything, or in a petrol station, I will get the old alcohol gel out and clean my hands. Uh, yeah. I went to the tip uh, this afternoon, and um, yeah, as soon as I'm back in the car after throwing everything in its correct um, skip, getting back into my car getting the alcohol gel on there and uh hopefully that serves it okay i'm certainly much more conscious of it than uh washing the hands and things like that than than i than i was i think so um that's it's a good thing um yeah. just quickly that that pixel 4a i've been looking at that and i, I think to myself you know that's a cracking value for money that that's cracking value it's like it reminds me of the old nexus 5 value yeah that was it good is, it is really nice i would really strongly recommend it it's um it's really it's good quick. value. <laughs> it's good value. It's perfect value. And it's all of the compromises are the correct ones. You know, it is got a nice screen. It's speedy enough. It's got really good haptics on it. Obviously, it's got the camera and the camera software. They've dropped that squeezability thing, which was rubbish. Yeah, so that's fine. No one needs that. No one yeah. needs that. It's got, you know, they've got rid of the the you know, the face ID stuff, which was nice on the four, but it was taking up a lot of real estate on the top of the screen and the fingerprint at the back just works. You know, what more do you need? You know, mm. a, a very, I'm sure very cheap to uh, implement a uh, fingerprint sensor on the back and Bob's your uncle. He's got a headphone jack uh, and it will do me fine until Friday when <laughs> Pixel 5 comes out. Yes, it has served me well for the month of service that it has. Yeah, exactly. And it'll be yeah. retired well. But one thing that you can say about it as well is it's so light. It's so small and light, but the screen is not tiny. The screen is quite big because it's a real edge-to-edge screen. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I recommend it. And, um, you know, you, you'd be able to pick them up for 300 quid. I think uh, Kev sold his for 310 recently, and that would be uh, absolutely mint. So, yeah, I would definitely um, recommend it to anyone, to be honest, who likes Nexus-y, pixely things. And obviously, as I said before, it's got the uh, dual SIM, which works perfectly. It's actually still running the dual SIM because this Ubiji SIM is still valid and working in the UK, uh, even though obviously it's a bit of an expensive uh, way to get uh, data in the UK. What Quickly, because I know we've been going for ages here, what do you make of that... Um samsung uh s20 fe phone because it seems remarkably cheap it's, how much is it so i'm not sure the the only time i've spotted it is when looking at contract upgrades and things like that and on a contract upgrade it's like 25 quid 26 pound a month which yeah. is cheap really yeah. if you think about it again i think they've made the right compromises there haven't they because they've it's got a flat screen mm. uh it, it being a samsung i'm sure it'll have a fantastic screen they top samsung's always do um i think it'd probably be pretty good i mean i'm i'm not hugely keen on samsung's software but you know with a little bit of effort you can tame it so i imagine it'd be a pretty good uh a pretty good option are you tempted yeah. by it I, 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 
I've got no, so I I often have these conversations with myself late at night. Usually, once we've all been drinking on a Friday night, mm. and and I just think I won't use it. I won't use it, and it'll just sit there, and then it'll go. Um, so I, I often I talk myself out of these things. It's like I've talked, I've con- I've talked myself out of another SE twenty twenty. I do that all the time because I think it's such good value for money, and, it's, yeah. and I, I've got a spare yeah. sim lying around, and I'll put it in it, and then I think. But why would I pick up an SE2020 when I've got a 11 Pro? Yeah, yeah, about? exactly, yeah. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't use it. And, I, I, you know, that's my main device. It's got my photos on. It's It's got my workflow on it. So there's no point. And it would purely be the same again with with another Android phone. So well, I, I mean, I do mostly pick up my main iPhone 11 Pro most of the time. But I have a whole bunch of phones and i think i justify it in terms of well it's it's what i collect so i I, I collect old macintosh computers though exactly yeah and they're a lot harder to store so yeah um. (laughs) but how often do you boot those up because i grab different phones all the time you know i've got all my lgs and everything and i'll i'll grab a different lg for uh you know a couple of hours and, and play about with it and you know move on to the next thing so, so I, I do actually. I've got, I've got a sneaky few up in the, in the bedroom. The wife hates it. Uh, they're connected to the same monitor that I put You've my laptop in. You've got a few vintage Macs in the bedroom. I have, and I've also managed to sneak a, uh, a, an extra desk in the corner in the downstairs living room, and it's currently got an iMac G4. You know the, the flower potty one on there. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I haven't booted it up for like a month, but it's there. And yeah, you know, to me, it's a work of art. To to any visitors to the house, they're like, Christ, you know, you might want to update your computers. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I know. So I, I do sneak them about. Um, yeah, which is quite accommodating. Pretty, yeah, yeah, no, that's really good. But you haven't answered the question of how often, apart from the lamp one, how often do you actually have a play with them? In my mind, I'm retro gaming all the time. In reality, yeah. I'm too busy working, so never. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to say that most of my most of my PCs that I have, I do tend to use them most of the time, a lot. So I'm recording this on my um, Mac Mini, and then I have a, sort of a main PC rig that I use. Um, you know, I've got a couple of others, but I do. I suppose, actually, yeah, that's a bit of a lie because I've got sort of three or four others that <laughs> uh, often don't get turned on for months on end. So yeah, I'm probably in a similar position. I had a count. I think I've got twenty kicking about at the moment. That's nice. Bad. And because yeah. yours are yours are uh Macs, there there's some collectability there. With mine, they're just um PCs that I've put together from you know the source part. So there's no value in the collected uh P, the collected object, if you like. In fact, with all of my PCs though, they would be worth slightly more broken down into the constituent, you know, old RAM sticks and old hard drives and stuff that uh would be of use to someone, you know, whereas as a just an old PC, it's not worth anything. I've got a 20-inch Sony Trinitron uh, monitor that uh, must, it weighs, it weigh, it's huge. It weighs, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, but that's stored away, but it's always on top of a box that I need to get in. So it's like uh, <laughs> doing weights every single time to move it. I, th- I find that monitors can come t- sometimes come in handy because, you know, you might need a second, you might want a second monitor or you're, you know, I, I used to have a monitor that occasionally I would sort of take to my NAS, which was having problems, rather than lift my NAS out and, and bring it up to my uh, main study with the uh, keyboard and mouse and screen. 
I would actually take a little screen down to the NAS and see what what was going on with it, you know. So having a spare monitor around is is often quite useful. Am I the so? Do you do this, James? If I if I go away with work and I'm in a hotel, I always take a spare monitor, an external keyboard, and a mouse to plug into the laptop. Do you do the same? No, I've not done that. I have to say, no. I would maybe consider doing it under certain circumstances, but I wouldn't do it by default. No, hmm. I don't know. There's something to be said for an external monitor. What I did, what I did, what I have done a couple of times is take my iPad Pro, which I've got the 12.9 inch one and use a sidecar or uh, I had a little Luma, I can't remember what it's called, little dongle that lets you have the uh, iPad Pro as your second screen on your uh, MacBook. So I have mm. used uh, I have used that a couple of times. Yeah, I, I, I like external monitors. I mean, I've got this 16-inch, haven't I? And it's totally wasted on me. But again, I'm keeping with the mantra of I've got Apple Care Plus on it. It's good till 2023. We're keeping it. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you did waver on that, didn't you? But uh, I can't imagine. I guess it was just that nobody bit when you put it up for sale. And and do you know what? I, you know, it's the best part of. I know it's only worth what people will pay. I'm not. I'm not daft. But I paid like two thousand eight hundred pound for it, so it's worth that to me. Yeah. And I might as well try and get that investment back and have it for no, three to five years. Definitely, yeah. Rather than just like throw it away. To be fair, because what else would I get? I'd have to buy a. 13 inch and you're spending the same sort of money again aren't you really yeah yeah and also at the moment there's no until the arm max have bedded in for 18 months probably there's no real obvious alternative really i mean i still think that that 13 inch macbook pro is still probably the one to get um but you know there's going to be a much better one out there in 18 months time when uh they've sort of they've shaken out all the bugs in their arm uh, silicon and they're, they're releasing that so yeah i think um in a couple of years you'll be well placed to uh look at something else and as long as it's got software support that and it runs the stuff that i use then there's absolutely no point do you know what i mean yeah and to be honest i think the mac os software support i think that they're you know you're looking at eight years rather than just five years probably probably 10 years to be honest i'd be surprised yeah. if it was much less than that I think we'll get the five to seven, the vintage thing. I think, I think we might lose operating system support for Intel, but then you don't know because they they might not replace the Mac Pro until for another two years. And if they don't replace the Mac Pro for another two years, that's still going to be running Intel. So that's another yeah. two years versus of, of operating system, and then they've got to support that for I think it's five years. So, you know, potentially this is good for, another, like you said, another seven years. Yeah. Um, because they've got to keep supporting the Intel until, yeah, until yeah. such a point that no, the last absolutely. one drops off. That's it. I mean, And they'll be selling that Mac Pro for another 12 months, won't they? So, Oh, e- e- easily. Because they're not going to be able to... Uh, I'm sure they will, but not at the moment. Yeah. Getting, I'm just wondering how they're going to get all of the, you know, all of the PCI support on this uh, Apple Silicon. But that's... I guess remains to be seen. Uh, we might get a little peek preview of it in the iPhone event, but I think uh, there seems to be a bit of smart money going on there being another event uh, in November to uh, announce the first of these uh, Apple Silicon uh, Macs, of which I hope is the return of the 12 inch, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, with a duff keyboard as well, because I don't think they can get a proper keyboard in that size. Well, you see, what about if they, because they've, they're using the ARM, oh, sorry, what, what do we call it? The Apple Silicon. Uh, that means that they can have a slightly smaller battery and slightly smaller other 
components and have the normal keyboard, have the uh, current uh, one millimeter keyboard. But uh, I'll, I'll put this out there. To be fair, the last one that they had in all the 2019 models, no one ever had a drama with it. You, you don't. You're not hearing the 2019 one where they. Yeah, the, true. I haven't heard many people complaining about that. I don't know whether people stopped buying them. No, you're right. I think the, they they put so many rubber gaskets in and around every key that um, by the last generation, I think that they had mostly figured out the the problem of grip grinding them to a halt. But they just don't feel that good. I mean, when I use my current 12-inch MacBook, it just doesn't feel good to type on it. Um, if it, If it was just the reliability... I would probably have less of a problem because it's like it's in, it would be enjoyable to use day to day using the keyboard and every 12, 6, 12 months, you'd have a problem with the reliability and you'd have to fix it. But then when it was fixed, it would go back to being nice to use. The problem I have it with is kind of less about the reliability um, because you've got you know extended warranty on uh, the keyboards from Apple and stuff. It's more about the feel. And I, I just would love a 12 inch MacBook with the new Apple Silicon, so it's super fast, with the current Magic Keyboard that they've got, this one millimeter play Magic Keyboard, uh, that would be lovely. And I think that it makes their job easier that it only has a single uh, USB-C port. So it could, you know, cuts down all of the complications on getting uh, PCI lanes and Thunderbolt 4 and, you know, all that kind of headache that they're going to have with the MacBook Pros. It just makes it nice and easy because it's just uh, it's almost an all in one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I.e., there's no there's there's so little expandability. They do, they don't have to sort of work very hard on that. No, it would be low hanging fruit, but whether they go for that or not is uh, remains to be seen. Exciting times in the Mac world, definitely. Mm. Okay, I think that's probably about all we've got time for, isn't it? Yeah, I could chat for a while, so we'll have to do this after the event. I think. Yeah, have to see. Uh, whether we are both in uh, receipt of iPhone 12s. Not not, not me, not me, James. I'm putting my... The wife would kill me as well. Yeah. You know, I think I've changed phones an, an unacceptable amount in the last year, to be fair. Okay, well, have a good one. You too. And uh, we'll speak soon. Cheers, Dave. See you in a bit. Bye.